I'm really big on advocating for the underserved, and I believe everybody should have access to healthy food. Regardless of your race, income, economic status, I'm just a firm believer in that. Hey healers, it's KJ and I'm checking in with you today and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's amazing guest. Jessica Hernandez is a holistic health coach and a Reiki practitioner. She has a strong passion for empowering others through strength training, plant-based healing, veganism, and energy work. She's doing all of this, by the way, while still fully involved in her corporate career. And she has seen her fair share of challenges in her life. And her story is absolutely captivating. She started in the fitness industry about seven years ago as a side hustle. And then it quickly became the catalyst for her to discover her purpose, a life mission of service to others. In today's session, we'll uncover why making your whole health the focus is foundation for your longevity. And we'll identify the steps you can take to make your wellness a priority. I can't wait for you to hear her speak about how resilience has shaped her life. From her decision to leave home at age 18 with a child, to becoming a divorced single mother of two kids by age 25. Gang, this gal is an absolute marvel. She is wealthy with stories and advice. So without further ado, here is the lovely Jessica Hernandez. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. I'm so glad. I had been wanting to ask you to chat with me for some time, so I'm really glad that we were able to talk today. Yeah, this is awesome. Yay. Well, my dear, I tend to open up each interview with a couple or one or two warm-up questions or icebreaker questions, and appropriately so. Apparently, the office that you're in right now is super cold. (laughs) Freezing. Freezing cold. (laughs) Like my hands are so cold. Okay. Well, then let's break through that. Okay. Let's see. My question for you today is, do you have any current obsessions or curiosities that have your attention right now? Oh, that's a great question. I'm always curious. I always feel like I have all these different avenues of curiosity, but obsessions, I would say right now I am totally obsessed with my baby niece who is 13 or 14 months old. It's just such a joy to have a baby around and in the family and see their, their little eyes sparkle and to hear, you know, their first words and see their first steps. I'm just so obsessed with her right now. Is she over often or is she living with you right now? So she, she stays with me pretty often. I try to help out. My niece is a single mom. You know, I was a single mom, so I totally get it. And I try to help her as much as I can. And I just enjoy having the baby around so much. So I usually have her partially throughout the week, you know, as much as my schedule permits. Yeah, I see her very often. That's amazing that you get to be witness to this incredible age. That's like everything yes. is a wonder and a curiosity. So everything. Yes. It's <gasps> it's so amazing and so fun. It takes a tribe to raise the kids and the babies. So I'm I'm so happy to be a part of the tribe. 
I love that. Yeah. I love that answer. My youngest niece is two. I've not too long ago went through that phase of just watching her toddle around, find words. Yes. And everything's fascinating and joyful. So fascinating. Yes. Everything's brand new. I think that's what I love. Yes. Is just seeing everything, their experience of everything being so brand new is amazing to watch. And it's something that we could learn from, right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Like looking at the world through a 13 or 14 month old eyes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that. What a fun answer. I was wondering if you could share with folks a little bit about what your magical day, day and a week is like. (laughs) A day and a week in my shoes. (laughs) Okay. So it's very hectic. I have a very busy schedule. I still work full time. I'm still in my corporate career. I started a health coaching business or let's back up. I should say I started in the fitness industry seven years ago as just kind of a part-time side hustle type of, you know, gig. And it turned into passion that I uncovered. Now I'm a holistic health coach and I just have a really strong passion for empowering others through strength training, plant-based healing veganism and Reiki energy work. I do that in the evenings and weekends with my little baby niece, you know, to fill in those gaps. So I am busy (laughs) from, I would say seven in the morning to probably midnight, almost five, six days a week. I know that sounds really bad, but A lot of it, I, you know, are things that I just truly enjoy and I just find myself diving into business and figuring out ways to help people and coach people and enjoy some family time in between. Yeah, I have a a very hectic schedule. Wow. How do you balance all of this? I feel like things, things can get overwhelming at times, but I really rely on my health. I find that when you're healthy and you're energizing yourself with the proper nutrition and exercise and you you have movement and you have balance, I can balance and juggle a lot because I make my health a priority and I really make sure to properly fuel my body so that I can, you know, maintain these long hours of all the things that I need to do and want to do. It's all energy at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that even though you're still working in your corporate job, you started sort of on the side. It was a side hustle, the health coaching and wellness and fitness. When did you feel the shift that you knew that you wanted to focus on and truly pursue the, the holistic health coaching? I feel like fitness was kind of the gateway for me. And it was just like an onion. I kept peeling back these layers of starting with fitness and movement and then diving into the nutrition and realizing nutrition is such a big part of being healthy. And honestly, I think it was probably three years ago when I went through my yoga certification. And it wasn't even so much like I went in thinking this is going to help me be a better trainer and learning the anatomy of the body and how to rehabilitate and all these things. And I really was extremely fascinated by the philosophy of yoga. 
So we had yoga philosophy every Friday night, just the spiritual aspect. So, you know, I've always considered myself a very spiritual person. And I think the spiritual aspect of yoga just completely drew me in. And that's where I felt like there was just a bigger picture to health and energy and the way we function. That was a pivotal moment for me to say, okay, yes, I'm in this corporate career and I've built up a nice career for myself, but this is my passion. Like this is what I want to be doing. And one day I'm going to be just doing this. Yeah. One day soon. One day very soon. I hope. <laughs> Not I hope. I know. You I know. know. It's just, I know it um, too. There's something about an acceleration of a process or of a plan taking place once there's like a click, once there's an alignment. Yeah. And a big piece of it is acknowledging or giving yourself permission to say, this is what I want to do. Sometimes, it can take a little time to lead up to that. A mindset shift, uh, working with, with coaches and with other like-minded colleagues can help. But a lot of it is something personal that shifts within, as you had said. There just seems to be like... Like that light bulb that just yeah. goes off in yeah. your head and everything just starts to fall into alignment. That's what I'm finding with this. Like I said, it's just like this onion I keep pulling back. And as I'm evolving, I also feel like this is evolving from, you know, like I said, fitness is kind of the gateway. And then it's like, okay, nutrition and feeling my body. And I became a vegan five years ago. So that was part of that evolution and realizing how food and how that truly feels your body and heals you from the inside out. Yeah. But I, I honestly believe I wouldn't be able to handle all of these things, my career and growing a business and balancing family and maintaining my personal health. You know, I wouldn't be able to do all of these things if I didn't make my health a priority. Absolutely. I'm just going to sit and marinate. <laughs> it's such a profound statement and it's bewildering I think you, you and I have spoken about this in the past about how there actually isn't a lot of awareness. It's a profound statement because a lot of folks haven't made that connection. Yeah. The ground foundation is always your health. Your, your health. Body. It is. Absolutely. And I find that working with clients, everybody wants to be healthy. There's nobody that says, you know, oh, I just don't care about my health. Everybody wants to be healthy. They just don't know how to do it or they exactly. don't have the structure, the discipline, or they just don't know what steps to take to be healthy. So, you know, they try to implement going to the gym or going out for a hike once in a while or making a smoothie here and there, but to make it a top priority and make that the priority of every day, that's to me how you truly can have the mindset that you can get more things done and, and have that sense of focus on the things that you want to get done. Like you have to be healthy to do that. Otherwise you're all over the place. It's a building block. It's the first yeah. step, a solid foundation. If you're going to place a ladder down on ground, mm -hmm. it needs to be steady and yeah. consistent. And I would think the building blocks of health are these basic things. Are you hydrating? Are you resting? Mm -hmm. What are you putting into your body? as fuel and sustenance. And I think it's really important that you say that a lot of times people know that they want to be healthy, but they actually don't know what that looks like or where to start. 
Absolutely. And they don't. You can have a gym membership and go to the gym every day for two hours, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're building muscle and building endurance and your mind somewhere else. And you're just kind of on the treadmill walking and you're not really focused or not feeling your body properly. Like it's not really helping you making sure that you have the right plan to feel your body properly each day the right practices, the right workouts per week. Once you're strong, I feel like that's when you can really start making moves and, and doing things. Otherwise, you'll just experience burnout. You're yeah. running on fumes. It's like, yes. I always tell people, think of it as a car. Your body's a car. If you're putting cheap gas and you're not changing the oil and you're not flushing the fuels out of there and, and putting new things in, that car's not going to run very well. It's going to die out on you. Don't treat your car better than you treat your body. And you know people do. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's a All the time. Analogy to let folks know, like, let's, let's, would you treat your car this way? You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I say that it's a really great analogy for men. Mm -hmm. I think I can see that, you know. Men um, sometimes have a harder time kind of fitting in all of this. And when you use a, the car or when I use the car analogy, they're like, oh, okay, you're right. I get it. I love that. Yeah. I imagine with this unique revealing time that we're in with this world health crisis, what have you noticed in the work that you do in wellness coaching and in healing? What have you noticed shifting or anything that surprised you about people's ideas and mindset around health during this world pandemic or during this health crisis that we're in? I've definitely seen a bigger shift in people being more interested or conscious in their nutrition. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago when I first started to drink sea moss and I would always cut, walk into my office with this jar of sea moss and mm. I'd have other things, you know, and spirulina or, you know, different things, different concoctions that I make. And it was either brown or green. Everybody would like make fun of me. Like here comes <laughs> Jess with her seawater or river water or. What is this? <laughs> yes. So, you know, and I'd walk into my meetings with my, I'd always have my jar of sea moss or whatever kind of tea I was drinking. They would say, oh, look at her bird food or, you know, things like that. Everybody would just laugh. Once COVID happened, uh -huh. you know, everyone's like, well, what, what's that seawater you drink? <laughs> Can you share a little about it? I'd like to see what that's about. Exactly. Yeah. So I think people were a lot more interested. Pre-COVID, I think I, I found people were more interested in how do I build more muscle or I want my waist smaller. You know, it was more kind of the physical aspects of mm -hmm. fitness. And then it shifted to how, how do I become healthier? How do I boost my immune system? How can I eat better? I've had a ton more interest in a plant-based diet and what veganism is. So I've had a lot more, more than I've ever had before. And a lot more people saying, how do I start? Like I want to become plant-based, but I don't know where okay. to start, That's right. which really called me to write my 10 day reset program, yeah. which has been doing really well. And, and people are more interested in detoxing and asking, you know, why, why do you detox your system? What does it do? I think with COVID, it's really piqued the interest of people wanting to be in a healthier place and, and people don't want to get sick. 
Let's take a second to pause in this amazing conversation for a quick check-in. If you're enjoying this episode and have found value in the stories from the guests who've joined me on the podcast, I would love it if you could rate and leave a review for the show. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or any of your listening platforms. Your reviews help boost visibility of the show and spread the word to more listeners. Plus, I love hearing from you. If you have found anything you've heard on this show valuable or helpful for you, please let us know. And it's really easy to do. And it takes maybe a minute. You can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. Also, a little something to consider. Every review you leave enters you into a chance for winning a free 30-minute private session with me to discuss anything of your choice. I'll pick the name of the winner every Friday and announce it on my Instagram and Facebook stories. So let's hear it, friends. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I really appreciate you. It's so true. There has been such a shift on many levels, but what I've noticed you just touched upon is that there seems to be a greater awareness that not only is there some physical components that we need to be paying attention to, but what about the internal and the intangible? So nutrition and then how am I feeling about what I'm doing to maintain this pace? Because we're in this for a long haul. A lot of us have have had to make that shift where we've had to completely turn our, our work days and our work schedules and our family schedules inside out. How do we maintain the energy capacity to run like a, mm-hmm. like a car? <laughs> yeah. Long term for sustenance. So you're saying, and I am totally on board with this. This has been my own journey as well. You got to start with these building blocks like mm-hmm. nutrients, like these basics, returning to nature, returning to natural yeah. processes. Uh, so is that a common, a common first, maybe a, a new client that's coming to you or interested in starting to work with you? Is it around how to become plant-based or what seems to be a common theme right now? It's funny. I, I used to think of these things so separate or fitness and personal training, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with nutrition, but then you have plant-based nutrition, you know, that's a whole layer on top of that. And then you start getting into mindfulness, rituals and practices and self-discipline. And then you get into energy work, you know, the Reiki work. So it's like all these different layers at one time was like, this is, it's too many different things. And, Mm. you know, how do you introduce all of this to a person or is everything good for one person? or do they only want a piece of that? But I think it's all interconnected to just maintain health and wellness overall as a human being. You need to have movement in your life. It doesn't have to be hardcore boot camp training, but you have to have some type of movement and moving the body, building muscle and maintaining a certain physical aspect of it. And nutrition is, gosh, That is so imperative to keep your body running, making sure you're fueling properly. And I think that all goes hand in hand with the mental aspect. If you're fueling your body with sugars and processed foods like that, that triggers things in your mental health and mental awareness and your focus. And if you don't have that clarity and you're not fueling properly and in eating good, nutritious foods, 
you're not all the way making great decisions mentally and Mm -hmm. more scattered and, and less focused. You can't even really process energy work at that point. It's all kind of interconnected. I feel like it, you know, it all kind of goes hand in hand with just maintaining some level of health and to perform at optimum level. I think you need to have a little bit of everything. Yeah, I agree. And I absolutely agree that is interconnected. It is interrelated and it all works together as a whole system. A lot of my interest in my work with this podcast, but also just in my, my private practice work is in resilience. In no way can we handle well (laughs) or respond to stressors or trauma or even, this is going to sound strange, but I think you'll get it, that even great news or great change. Oh, yeah. It's still a stressor. And if Mm -hmm. the body is not prepared or if it hasn't been sustained and fed on all levels that you mentioned, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we can't properly respond to these these shifts and changes as optimally as, as we really could. So everything that you're talking about, it also goes hand in hand with how our resilience looks and our capacity to be resilient. It definitely does. I mean, just how you walk through life, that's how I look at it. How we show you know, up in the world and yeah. make decisions model for others, including Mm -hmm. like we've got young people watching everything that we do. How do we show them a healthy way to respond, especially in this time when everything is really amplified? There's just... It is. And depression, depression's like through the roof right now. And you have people staying home and they're not eating. You know, I've had a lot of clients that were really healthy for two, three years. And once COVID hit, just kind of went into this funk and they're at home, working from home and not eating. They're not on routine and just kind of lost that aspect of their own health and wellness. It is. It's to me, it's how you set yourself up to navigate through life. When people ask me, how are you able to be so resilient? I left my home at 18. I had my first child at 17. And Mm. I I struggled a lot in the beginning. I was a single mom of two and divorced at 25. And I've been able to kind of create this path of resilience. But a lot of it accelerated when I became healthy, when I became more aware of what I was feeling my body with doing that deep inner work and that spiritual work. Mm. I'm able to stay disciplined enough to kind of balance it all. And and yeah, it gets crazy. I'm not saying it's perfect. It does get overwhelming at times. Sometimes I'm like, oh God, what? this is too much. I have to scale myself back. But I feel like I have the mental capacity and focus and awareness to sit down and kind of go through things, go through things on paper and say, okay, I can eliminate this and this, and this is getting too much for me. But I don't know that I'd be able to do that if I wasn't in a healthy state. Absolutely. The fact that you were able to, in some respect, catch yourself or mm-hmm. pause for a moment and turn inward and, be, and notice that you're out of alignment or notice that something is not feeling quite right is already yeah. a step ahead than a lot of folks in that they won't slow down enough or they haven't taken a moment to take stock and inventory on what's happening in their bodies. Yeah that they might be having some reactions emotionally or physically, but not really taking the time to figure out why. 
going to ask you what you do when you notice that you're out of alignment and you need to pull back, as you said. What do you do? And you already gave a couple tips just right now. You probably didn't even realize that's going to be the question, but you write things down and you take inventory. Yes, definitely take inventory. I have to work like my mind's very structured. Just like when my house is a mess, like I can't think properly. If my house is clean, <laughs> you know, you have to take an inventory in, in my house. And when I have good food in the refrigerator and I'm able to meal prep and I have things in line, I can function so much better. So, much so I always take myself back to that. Okay. Jessica, you function well when your house is clean, you have good food in the refrigerator, you're yes. prepping your food, you're setting yourself up for success. So let me take a few steps back. I have to write things down sometimes, especially with work. Mm -hmm. It gets a little crazy and I start to feel a little all over the place trying to balance, juggle a bunch of different things. But I think, like you said, that awareness to sit down and just kind of process everything, write it down, eliminate the things that you can. I have to really stay true to my health and my rituals and making sure that I don't miss my meditation ritual in the morning. I have those things that ground me really set that foundation of my health. I, I have to have those things in order to function properly. Yes. And then it all kind of all starts falling back into place, but you yeah. have to, you have to catch yourself or you can really get out of whack and experience. I, I think that's why people experience so much burnout. You said something I feel like is key, which is noticing what has been a success for you. What has worked for you in the past? So for you, like you'd said, it's getting back into a routine, checking in with mm -hmm. your rituals that you'd set up, knowing already what foods help you feel better and optimal, knowing mm -hmm. that having a clean environment, a clean space so that you can think, having meals prepped and planned, you already have the key to what's been successful for you in the past. It's a great place to start. If you're feeling ungrounded or unanchored or not sure where to where to start over, go with what's already has worked. Yeah. And for somebody like between you and I, there might be a different method that works or a, a different ritual. But knowing that each person has keys to success already, we don't have to reinvent the wheel because we've been through some hard stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten through it once before. We can do it again. There, there is yes. a of success. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looks different for everybody, but I think we all thrive off of very similar things. But I honestly, I'm just such a firm believer because it's worked so much for me and I've seen it work for clients is mm -hmm. always bring it back to your health. I'm just such a huge advocate of how you are fueling your body and what you're putting in your body makes the difference in how your walking and showing up in this world and in, in everything that you do. And I'm a firm believer in detoxing the system. I personally detox once every three months, usually four times a year. I, uh, I kind of go back to the basics and very minimal. I, I re-alkalize the body. Hmm. I'm a firm believer in releasing toxicities that we're exposed to and processed foods and keeping it very basic and simple, adding some fasting in there and just getting back to all natural, nothing processed, doing that. I've done it from 10 days to 30 days. It just whatever I feel the need for or called to, I will detox the system and then kind of start slowly adding things back in. But that truly has helped me, I feel 
mm-hmm. really run at optimal level is, is taking it back to the basics, detoxing and always having that foundation to start from. Amazing. I was going to ask you to help detail some of your favorite self-care activities, but I feel like you've already started to outline what you do to really reconnect with repairing and replenishing your body. But mm-hmm. anything else you want to add to your routine or what specifically has worked for you? For me, having a grounding practice in the morning is key. It's just that's the start to your day. And sometimes I find myself jumping up or like reaching for my phone and, and wanting to check emails or see what messages came in and jumping right into work. And I have to work really hard and stay disciplined enough to tell myself, no, nope, you're not going to do that. You know, you have your rituals. That helps me a ton is to be able to get up. Um, I usually do a 10 minute. I have kind of a ritual that I go through, cleanse my space with sage and Palo Santo. And I have a little rich, you know, prayer that I do. I meditate for five, 10 minutes, nothing, you know, super long. Um, I do Reiki on myself and that's how I start my day. And I feel a little out of whack when I, I don't do that. If I'm in a rush, I go off. That's something that I really, you know, and what, however that looks for whoever, just having some kind of ritual or grounding practice to start your day, I think makes a world of difference. I always start my morning. My, my morning is I always start with fruit. Mm. I just eat fruit in the morning. I don't eat anything cooked, just raw fruit, usually walnuts as well, like Mm. energizing and starting off my day with fruit, that natural sugar and natural whole foods just really kind of gets me focused and into a place. And I feel like I'm, I'm off and running. I feel like my mornings are really crucial to how my day is going to go. I'm interested. Is there a way to sort of briefly kind of overview or describe, or maybe not, maybe you need more time to talk about how you would perform and do Reiki for yourself? Yes. It's similar to how I would do Reiki on a patient, same kind of similar practice. I always have a grounding practice that I do in the beginning of a a Reiki session. I do that same kind of grounding practice of just balancing myself and calling in my ancestors to guide me through the process and to, you know, use me as a channel healing. And I really rely on my ancestors and I envision them around me and It's kind of the same thing that I would do if I was working with a patient. So I just, I do that for myself and I kind of move through my chakra points and move energy starting from the top out of my body and just releasing anything that no longer serves me. It's a little bit quicker of a practice than I would do Mm. with somebody else, but it's something that I do for myself daily. I'm wondering if next time we chat, if we could almost do a session together live he could help walk through the process. Yeah, um, that would be amazing. That'd be cool. Okay, we've we've got a plan for next time. Yes, yes, and then I can I can explain a little bit about my Reiki journey and how I that all that kind of came about. And like I say, I I didn't even know what Reiki was three right. four years ago. It just found me. I would love to share it. Okay, great. In the meantime, until we can have that next conversation, how can folks find you? And if they are interested in in your 10-day reset, how might they best find you? Sure. So um, my Instagram handle is soul, S-O-L, 
dot body dot balance. So soul body balance. And they can find me there. I have, I'm doing one on one coaching. I have a 10 day reset that I'm actually going to launch after Thanksgiving. I'm also starting Reiki. I'm going to do Reiki pop up sessions. Yeah. So I'm calling them Sunday soul sessions. It'll be on a Sunday and yeah, so I'm starting that. So I'll have some information on that. That's going to start actually in December um, as well. Yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, you can stay up to date with what I have going on. And I usually do, um, I call them challenge for change where I'm supporting or I'm advocating for some type of cause or there's a fundraiser where in exchange for your donation, I usually offer this last one. I'm doing three virtual live virtual workout sessions in exchange for your donation to Mm. support a cause to feed farm workers, families in the state of California that were really affected by everything 2020 threw at us. But I'm, I'm really big on advocating for the underserved and I believe everybody should have access to healthy food, regardless of your race, income, economic status. I'm just a firm believer in that. So whatever I can do to support the community, whether it's a Thanksgiving dinner or just whatever it is, I'm all about supporting the community. So I try to get my community involved with advocating or supporting a cause and I'm always doing an exchange of service for that. Incredible. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So what I'll do is I will place all the information that Jess has shared in the show notes so folks can can reach out and see all these wonderful services and causes that Jess is supporting and offering. And then we're just going to have, have her come back. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. much. Oh, I love, love you. Love you too. I'm just so in awe of you. Okay. Until next time, my friend. Well, what do you think, guys? I can tell you that we had the best time in this interview. It had been a little while since Jess and I could catch up on each other's lives. And so this interview, while listening to her speak, was so restorative for me. And it also lit a flame in me. She accepted my invitation on the spot to be a facilitator of my Creativity and Compassion Workshop Series, which is a component of the Healing Our Healers program that I'm piloting this month. It's still going on right now, everybody. I mean, it's December. Get in on this. Let's wrap this year up in a way that could be revolutionary, revelatory, and really restorative. If you found Jessica as compelling as I did in this interview, please consider joining us live on December 28th when Jess teaches us how to use Reiki for self-healing and balance. So for this episode, there are so many takeaways, but I have a few here, and I'd love to know if you could leave some feedback and tell me in a review what stood out for you. So here's what I've got. Let's compare notes, yeah? Number one. You can come back if you've wandered from your health routines during COVID. A reset is always possible, right? Okay, number two, sit down and make a list. Take inventory. Determine what you can start eliminating and delegating. Number three, plan to detox at least four times a year. Realkalize the body and release toxicities you were exposed to, especially in processed foods. Number four, craft and create a grounding morning practice as your routine. 
These rituals inform your entire day and how you'll show up, how you'll be present in the world, how you'll be present for those that you love and in your work. So check the show notes for ways to connect with and work with Jessica. She has just launched her 10-day reset program just in time for the holidays, as well as for this new year. And she's now offering pop-up Reiki sessions called Sunday Soul Sessions. So come on, you guys, get in on that goodness, my healers. And like I said, if you come join us for our Healing Our Healers session in the final week, which is December 28th, where you can work live with Jess, you could learn from her directly how to restore balance and replenish through Reiki. If you've enjoyed listening to the show and you found value in the interviews and topics explored here on Wednesdays, sometimes on Fridays, we would be so absolutely grateful if you would rate and review this podcast. You can go directly to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories, or you can review on the listening platforms that you catch the show on each week. So for a little incentive, for every review you leave, you are entered into a drawing to win a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. And you can use that 30 minutes however you'd like. A little bit of counseling, working through some challenges you are experiencing right now, talking about creativity. You choose. It's your time. I announce the winners on Fridays in my IG and Facebook stories. Your feedback is so helpful. And so we just want to create a meaningful, inspiring show for you by having these great conversations about wellness and mental health, emotional intelligence, and resilience. If these topics can grab a little attention by the powers that be, this is fantastic. We want people to know that these conversations are happening. All right. I look forward to seeing you next week and talking with you. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me or DM me on all the, all the ways, all the platforms. You also can find me on my website, www.blissbeaconswithin.com. Thanks so much, healers. I look forward to exchanging more stories of astonishing light with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in three different ways. Number one, post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram stories or in your feed and tag me at Bliss Begins Within so I can repost you. Number two, share this podcast with a friend whom you think might enjoy it as well. And third, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so that we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. I'm so grateful to spend time with you sharing such resilient stories. We'll see you next time.